0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Booklights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Booklights, where we're shining a light on good books.
1: Hello, everyone. It's starting to get a little bit cooler at night now. It's getting towards spooky time, right? Everyone who is a longtime listener knows Halloween is my favorite time of year. And for me, Spooky Time starts, I mean, September 1st. Woo, the skeletons are coming out. Uh, (laughs) but, But I was very excited when I saw this new book that was coming out with Ghosts and Monsters and Demons of India. And I immediately reached out to the publisher. And I'm so excited that you guys are going to get to meet the author, Rakesh Khanna, He is here today all the way from India to chat with us. So if you have never read his books yet, he does a lot of translations of Indian authors. And I'll read his bio here so you can get to know him. Rakesh Khanna grew up in Berkeley, California of mixed Punjabi and Anglo-American heritage. He co-founded Bloft publications in Chennai, India with his wife Rashmi Ruth and David, shoot I had it earlier, David Dawson, there we go, in 2008. The company published, publishes translations of Indian language pulp fiction, folklore, weird fiction, and graphic novels. Sometimes he edits math textbooks, too, so he's very Um, (laughs) well-rounded. He is interested in marine invertebrates, percussion music, demonology, and uh, topological graph theory. You can find out more about his book right there on the Blog Talk site. I did put a link to Penguin Random House so that you can grab a copy of this book. I was reading some of the reviews on NetGalley, and I can't wait to get my copy. I'm very excited, but I don't want to delay anymore. Why are you there Rakesh?
0: I'm here. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa.
1: Yeah, you're all the way over in the future in India, right?
0: I am here. It's 10:30 p.m. Yep.
1: <laughs> are all the monsters and ghosts out now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're coming. It was raining hard earlier, so I think they were be hiding for a while.
1: Right. (laughs) Ghosts don't like to be wet, right? They like to be dry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of them, some of them. It's hard to generalize. It's a lot of of different things.
1: Yes. Well, speaking of, I was really curious um, about the inspiration behind the book. What made you, I mean, I, I know that you do translations, maybe that inspired it, but what made you decide that it was time to collect all the ghost monsters and demons of India and put them in one volume?
0: Right. Well, um publishing kind of by accident. Uh, about 15 years ago, my wife, Uh, Shmi and I uh, launched this publishing company with the idea of publishing translations of uh, Indian pulp writers. So there had been, you know, a lot of uh, Indian literature translated into English, of course, but uh, it had been sort of, you know, literary or, you know, serious realist literature and not so much of the fun stuff were actually the best sellers. So we live in, uh, in, I I grew up in the U S, but we live in Tamil Nadu in the uh, Southeast of the country. And, um, So there are these pulp writers who I think very much like you are extremely (laughs) prolific and publish like lots of novels, uh, uh, you know, a novel a month, some of them. Um, And these things are always up at the, at the newsstands and uh, they have these very exciting looking covers with all kinds of, demons and uh, guns and, and all, all sorts of stuff. And we were fascinated and we wanted to translate them. So my wife is a Tamilian, but uh, she grew up outside the state, so she's not literate in her mother tongue. So we uh, found a translator, Pritam K. Chakarati, to do the translation and select, uh, you know, some great stories. So that was our first book that we came out with was uh, Tamil Pulp Diction. And then that, with that same translator, we worked on a book of folk tales from Tamil. Uh, by a writer named K. Rajanarayanan, who just died a couple of years ago. That book is called Where Are You Going, You Monkeys? And that book has this amazing chapter of uh, pays and Pisasu, which are ghosts and demons, basically, from, from Tamil Nadu. Um, and they were really different from the Indian ghosts that I had heard of. You know, I mean, I didn't grow up with a whole lot of Indian mythology or culture. My father wasn't very religious, but his Punjabi folklore was very different from from these Tamil ghosts. And then later on, we worked on another book of folklore with uh, Sherry Tante, uh who's an author from Mizoram on like the other side of the country near the border with Myanmar. And that book also has this extremely different pantheon of ghosts, they're really different. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, there's uh, lots of different demons and shapeshifters and all kinds of stuff. Um, and we were also looking at translating horror novels, so I was, you know, reading synopses and translations from other Indian language fiction, and there's just a really large diversity of these creatures that people who, Indians who read in English or um, or from, from different states weren't aware of all these different mythologies that are happening all over the country, right? So we thought we should try to collect them in a book.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that, and I was curious, too, because you're on the other side of the world. We were talking about that before the show started. But do you guys have monsters that are, you know, like for here in the U.S., it's Bigfoot, you know, and there's lake monsters and all that kind of thing. Do they have, like, location-based monsters in India, too, or are they all tied up with, you know, religious mythologies and that kind of thing?
0: No, definitely there's lots of monsters and lots of cryptids. I mean, I think uh, people are aware of the yeti, which is our, you know, Indian or Himalayan version of Bigfoot, right? The, from the right.
1: mountains. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, the yeti or abominable snowman, that one's pretty well known. But there are actually lots of different types of Yeti. So depending on where you go in the Himalayas, you get different varieties of yetis. Nyalmo is the biggest and scariest one, um, with the female is more deadly than the male and likes to abduct humans and um, keep them as slaves <laughs> <laughs> in their caves <laughs> and uh uh there's there are other types of yeti from uh the, the eastern himalayas in, in Meghalaya. you have something called the mande burung uh I think actually that one also likes to abduct human men but yeah anyway there's there's lots of different varieties of yeti there's uh there's a cryptid dinosaur from Arunachal Pradesh up near the Chinese border called the boodoo. Uh, there's a smoke cat, like a uh, kind of cryptid feline from the Nilgiris Mountains in the south that can maybe dissolve into smoke. So lots of these kinds of things.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry about my dog. She was asleep. Hey, stop. Okay. <laughs> yes, we're live, guys. Chasing the smoke cat. Yeah. <laughs> right? She heard about that smoke cat, and she's on it. <laughs> I love that. Um, So when you were coming up with all of the different stories, how did you guys go about collecting them? Because like, even just ghost stories, every town has their ghost story, right? How did you go about making this happen to collect them all? How long did it take?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I sort of started collecting them when, when we worked on the in book, like, back in 2009. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I had sort of been collecting them from different books that I'd read and, and, and books that we worked on. Um, and then just a lot of, you know, web research and reading other folklorists. There are a lot of great folklorists writing in English, um, I mean, in, a lot, in all languages, but uh, the easiest accessible for me are, are the writers in English. Onaiza uh, Drabu, who writes about Kashmiri folklore, folklore or Kinfam Singh Nonkinri, who writes about folklore from Meghalaya. I mean, like, these are, like, wonderful books. They're super fun. So um, I mind a lot of that stuff. We mind a lot of old uh, British anthropological literature, you know, like, like stuff from the colonial time when um, – you know, these British guys were sort of trying to do some ethnographic mapping of the tribes of various parts of the country, and and uh, some of them, like, I mean, there's some, you know, racist colonial attitudes in some of that, but some of them seem to be pretty sincerely trying to get down, you know, the the local lore.
1: Uh oh, So some I like of those books
0: that. are pretty interesting. Um, and then some of, you know, some of them are, are just, you know. Looking at like modern television shows, you know, like how the ghosts appear in in modern Telugu serials or uh, Hindi serials or, you know, we have lots of languages, lots of of media going on. But, uh, you know, horror shows are popular all over the country in many languages. So.
1: Right. And we look not only at
0: the ancient, not only at the ancient mythology, but also the new stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that! Um, so, when you were collecting these, did you have did you find favorites ones that you know that you thought were the coolest? I mean, did you have a favorite ghost monster demon?
0: Oh, it's really hard to choose. <laughs>
1: it's really hard <laughs> like to picking choose. Like your favorite demon, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Um, let's see. I think, so there's a state called Tikkim, yeah, which is the, if you think of the map of India, it's just, just north of uh, Bangladesh on that little, that little neck that connects the northeast of the country to the mainland. Um, and that state has this pantheon of moons, um, which are like, basically evil spirits um and it's a they have a lot of moon like people talk about how there's more moon in Sikkim than there are humans wow um, <laughs> there's like this <laughs> huge variety of different kinds of moon i mean there's the list goes on and on and on and um you know they 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 get very specific you know there there's Mung for you know every disease you can think of. Cho is the demon that pushes people off of cliffs and uh Chu is the demon who lives on the glaciers and Mung is a ape like creature that used to live in the forest a long time ago, and mazo is a demon who appears as a huge black fire breathing dog with blazing eyes so there's a lot of Mung diversity <laughs> but uh, the king of the the king of the moon, I think, might be one of the. His name is Lazo Pano. and uh, he was supposed to be the brother of the ancestral humans, but his parents threw him out, and he sort of nurses revenge on the human race ever since. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he, uh, I think, long long ago, he. Uh, Long ago, he, he went and hid in a in a sago palm tree at the top of a mountain, and then the good spirits came to try to chop the tree down, and then when they finally did chop the tree down, he turned into a gargantuan black bird with eyes of flame and spread his wings and flew from the tree and went on a lethal rampage through the Dongbu Valley, gobbling everybody up, and finally they <laughs> killed him, but then his like right. from his bones more evil spirits came out and there's places in the geography of Sikkim where you can still find like oh that was his those were his bones <laughs> you know the, wow. the landforms of the mountains and stuff so yeah I, I I like that story a lot it's a great one
1: <laughs> yeah that's very cool so I gotta ask have you ever seen a ghost have you had any kind of supernatural experiences that make you you know in really interested in this kind of thing?
0: I have to say that I I, I kind of haven't, and I have a sort of a rationalist take on the whole thing, which disappoints (laughs) some people. (laughs) You know, lots of readers have have come to me hoping that I have lots of tales of encountering these these beings. But, um, no, but I think where it gets spooky for me is, like, how... um, how similar the, the the folklore is, you know, like how in very different parts of the country and very different parts of the world, like the the similarities and differences between the stories that we make up around fear, you mm-hmm. know, I think that's that's kind of intense, you know, it can get a little bit creepy, you know, uh, especially when there's like these really close parallels that goes from one part of the country and and a, a very far away part of the country where it's like did that story travel from there to there or is that sort of some archetypal scary thing that is there in human evolution? And and we come up with that, you know, like independently of each other. I'm not sure what, you know, but.
1: Well, I always uh, like to think that, you know, behind every myth, there was some kind of real thing that happened that we had no explanation for. And that always fascinates me of, you know, (laughs) So somehow you found only someone's liver somewhere and and then suddenly there's a monster who eats everything except the liver. Um, You know, there's always behind every story. There there was some kind of reality that we needed, (laughs) you know, an explanation for. Have you ever thought about that?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so this Lasomung story, there are a lot of stories especially from the northeast of these giant demons that were slain and their bodies in the, in their death throes, you know, they they smashed mountains down and created this cave and and that, you know, that valley. So, you know, there's a lot of this geography which is linked to to the death throes of these giant demons. So that that's one for sure. Right. Um and yeah, and I think just also, before you have the germ theory of disease, I think, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these demons are just kind of the names of diseases, you know, they're right. sort of personified diseases, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes like physical diseases, but also mental ailments, right? Uh, right. And... I mean, I've I've not really studied psychology and stuff, but I I know some kind of psychologists talk about how mental illness can be cultural in a way, you know. Like, um, I remember reading somebody talking about how anorexia was actually not really known in China until fairly recently. You know, like there's like sort of mm-hmm. mental issues that that are that are culturally specific and sort of spread when cultures spread. So then you you know then you start to wonder if these demons are sort of traveling with us, right? <laughs> right. Uh huh. Yes. I, I I don't I don't know. So I mean, yeah. I I I've never met a ghost, but I do wonder. You know. Because those things are hard to explain, right? I mean, like. Right. We I, you know I don't think there's really, I don't think science has good explanations for a lot of, um, mental illness and stuff like that. So thinking of how, how that. The intersection of that with demonology is, is interesting, right?
1: Mhm. For sure. Well, um, in India do they do they have big Halloween times like we have here? Do they or is it a different time of year there? Is there a time when they get excited and celebrate all of the spirits and things in the shadows?
0: Yeah, Halloween has not been so big until recently. Oh, okay. Um, it's sort of catching up in the cities. Um, but it can come in kind of like like sort of, you know, elite in English speaking Indians will have Halloween parties and it's known it's known to some extent in in the cities, but it's not that common in smaller towns and stuff. Um there are like more local kind of ghost festivals. There's a town close to here close to where I am, um Chennai is the big city, but Delors, which is close by, has has a a festival called Uh, Mayanakolai. Mayanakolai, people dress up a little Halloween-y. Everybody gets out their devil horns and paints their faces scary and... Oh, fun! To tell you the truth, I I don't know I don't know that legend very well, but I was there once for the for the procession, and everybody gets done up and lo- kind of looks like Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah
0: kind like, um, of kind of like big scary sculptures.
1: Yeah, like uh, across across the border Dia de los Muertos. You know, it's actually the day after Halloween, but it's that, you know, that same thing where you paint your face and you celebrate your loved ones who have transitioned and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of miracles and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting to see, you know, because we think of Halloween as the spirit day, but I think other countries probably have their own, you know, day when that's, you know, where you celebrate the darker things that are racing around to keep them away or to, you know,
0: (laughs) whatever, whatever your
1: (laughs) traditions might be.
0: Yeah. I mean, in a lot of Indian religion, you have, I mean, actually this was a problem we had when we were trying to figure out what to put in the book and what not to put in the book, because the the line between God and, and demon is, is, is pretty gray. There's a lot of, um, you know, sort of angry deities that, you know, you worship them, but you kind of worship them to placate them so that they don't go crazy and kill everybody. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Uh they're not, they're not nice characters at all. Right. So, um, (laughs) you know, like it's uh, very much like uh, to to quell their wrath, you know, and, and these are, you know, these are, God, small, small gods, or godlings that you know demand sacrifice, or you know non-venge gods—they call them. Times. Um, <laughs> but they can also be benevolent, right? They can—they can also give people blooms, and, and you, know, you do have devotees of these these beings, and, and often they're actually you know ghosts, like it's not, you know it's a historical person that di- you know died and was deified, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and who. who who has sort of become the local spirit or, or, or guardian. Um, And those, you know, a lot of those stories get pretty interesting. Sometimes, you know, they, they start out angry and then eventually with enough proper worship, they sort of get converted to a, to a benevolent God.
1: Oh, Um, nice. They get redeemed. Redemption.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a crazy story about two sisters, two Yakshis. The Yakshi Yakshas and Yakshis are probably, like, the oldest, um, one of the oldest supernatural beings that we know of. And they were almost countrywide. Like, they, um, you get them in all parts of India and all religions. Like, they're there in Hindu myths and Buddhist myths and even in some of the uh, Kashmiri Muslim myths. And even in the, the Christian uh, legends in the South also have Yakshis. So Yakshis are, like, uh, and even, like, Scriptures, men, scriptures don't often mention demons at all, but they mention yakshis. So, wow. um, and they're you know they've changed over time and in different places. But uh, so yakshas are the male version and yakshis are the female version. And in the south, yakshis can get a little bit more evil. <laughs> like they can get pretty, they can get pretty nasty. But um, there are these there are these two uh, these two sisters. Kawali Amal and uh Nilapila Neelip, uh, Amal who um, almost at the southern tip of India there's, there's a temple with these two sisters and they were uh they were two two sisters who died like a tragic death and then uh uh converted changed into Yakshis after after death to take revenge on the local Raja, the local king and uh ate his whole family and caused lots of chaos and Finally, they were sort of placated, and a temple was built to them, and they were, uh, you know, worshipped enough that one of them became nice, but one of them is still scary. <laughs> and they're there together in that temple, right? <laughs> right?
1: So you build them a really nice place for them so, to stay, <laughs> right? Do not come to my house. So you lots of stories your like house. This. <laughs> Right. Did you find so, any any parallels in the monsters? And I know India is a very big place. Did you find parallels in monsters like from north and south and, you know, where they're very far away and you kind of go, huh,
0: that's interesting that these
1: stories are almost same but maybe a different monster or
0: anything? Yeah, the most amazing one like that for me was Gur. Who in he's um, he's a ghost in Kumal which is like um north Himalayan foothills if you've heard of Jim Corbett like the, the the British guy who started off as a tiger hunter and then was into tiger conservation later in his life um so Kumau is that region where that he wrote about so Kumau has this ghost god called ID ID and uh, he is the ghost of a, of a very wealthy hunter who died while he was on the hunt. Um, and it's not like hunting like you think of in America. It's like hunting like your your servants are carrying you around in a big uh, palanquin Like, in a, you know, you have litter bearers who are carrying you around, and they're beating the bushes mm-hmm. for the animals to come out so that you can shoot them. Oh. Um, but he's got <laughs> eyes on top of his head and forearms his arms in some some of the stories his arms are actually made of metal like he's got metal metal bows for arms <laughs> and uh, and he's got venomous spit <laughs> so if he spits on you like you're you're in deep trouble you need to have like spiritual healing fast or else you're gonna die um, wow but these the, you know these these eyes point to the top of the to the top of the top of the sky. And the crazy thing is that you get this exact same guy in Malaysia. Wow! And it's like it's really it's really far away. There's so there's a, a ghost in Malaysia called Hantu Pemburu, and he's also the spectral huntsman. He's also the hunter ghost god, and his eyes are on top of his head, and he spits venom. And these places wow. are separated by like I don't know what it is. It's all it's very far, and there's no uh, yeah, I mean, it's about, like, 2,500 miles away, and there's no wow. uh, similar story in, in the middle that I could find, right? It's only in these two places. So that was really kind of weird. Like, wh- how did that story get from there to there? <laughs> and right. It's been in both places, or, like, it's an old story in both places, right? Um, or did they both sort of independently came up, come up with the same right. scary guy? I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: That they yeah. both have a really nasty hunter who who died
0: about the same yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it can be a coincidence. I I don't know I I, I but I have no idea how it's possible. You know, like I, I don't know how that story has traveled just from there to there. They're really far away from each other in different languages
1: yeah that's wild.
0: So, so
1: how many years did it take you to put the, to collect all of this?
0: yeah I mean, like I said, I was sort of casually collecting without really thinking of putting it into a book yet from two thousand nine and then I guess i got i guess I got to seriously trying to write it in two thousand seventeen or something mhm, so, maybe three years of writing, yeah,
1: wow. Wow. And is this book available in India? Are people able to grab it and go, oh my gosh, there's our story, there's our story. Um, <laughs> is it is it going to be available there? Yeah, now? we I mean,
0: we published it in India first. Uh, yeah, sorry. We published it in India first through, through our publishing company, Blast, uh B-L-A-F-T. Um, and then uh, Watkins, so it was kind of fun that Watkins picked it up. Um, they're a UK publisher that, it's like a really old, uh, uh, history of being kind of an occult focused bookshop, right? Like the the owner was friends with Madame Blavatsky and, and all that stuff in like the um, the late 1800s. And my book actually starts with a story that involves Madame Blavatsky because she also came to Chennai and lived here, right? So that's wow. the, I think that's part of the reason Watkins was excited by the book because there's this little connection there, um, yeah, of the the spiritualists, right? So.
1: That is so cool. Uh, yeah. So when when you published it in India, you usually do translations into English, right? Did you have someone translate it into the different languages in India? How did you handle it?
0: No, we just published it here in English. It hasn't come out in an Indian language yet. Um, oh, okay. I would love for that to happen. Um, uh, it can be, uh, I don't know. I would love for that to happen. I, I, need, I need a good Hindi translator, a Tamil translator to come and, and have a right. go at it.
1: Yeah, who it'd could be, look up be all, all the old boys. <laughs> right? A yeah, I
0: would think so. Sounds going on here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, before we run out of time... How if if somebody gets really excited about this book and all the you know stories and they want to write something and they want to contact you? Does your publishing should they reach out through your publishing company? How how do they get in touch? Are you on social media?
0: If, yeah, we're um, Blasmus on Twitter or I, I guess you call it X. Oh. <laughs> and uh, let's see. I, 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 at blast b l a f t on on Mastodon, which I've been liking better than X these days, and BLAFT Publications on Instagram. We're we're all over the place. Yeah, okay. I haven't I haven't been running handles under my own name. I probably should start doing that. Um, yeah, because people yeah, are going to see your name on the Blatt.
1: book and go, "Where is he?" <laughs> right. Well, thanks so much for being here. <laughs> this was yeah, right. Yeah. Add it to your list of things to do. Um, <laughs> well, thanks so much for being here and staying up late with us to talk about ghosts and demons. This was fascinating. And everybody go out and grab your copy of the Ghost Monsters and Demons of India. It's got a really beautiful cover. So definitely go check it out. And thanks again for being here, Rakesh. It was great chatting with you.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. Thanks a lot. Okay. Talk to you later. Thanks for joining us on Uh, Bookline. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.